Hi there. Welcome to another episode of TM Food Biz Podcast. This is your host, Tawamomoti. Hope you feel good. I just want to appreciate you. I want to thank you for all the support, for all the, the continuous support that you've shown to this platform. I just want to say thank you, Asante San. On this episode, we're going to be discussing how to navigate the corridors of Acrofopelo. Basically, what does that mean? We'll be discussing how to navigate agriculture during these times of during this time of fourth industrial revolution and also what are the opportunities and also what are the problems that we can use that we can solve by leveraging technology hope you enjoy it please share the content please subscribe and share the content with people that you think will enjoy the conversation thank you very much asante san Welcome to TM Food Biz Podcast. This is a podcast for all the future food moguls and food enthusiasts in general. This podcast helps you with hacks and tools that helps you to start, launch and grow your food business, particularly in the packaged food space. This episode was brought to you by Nature Crowers. Nature Crowers is a hydroponics company that design and install hydroponic systems and farm lettuce hydroponically in Soweto, Dobsonville. For more information, please follow them at naturegrowers underscore or simply Google them at naturegrowers. Good day, good day, good. Is it morning? Oh, morning. Good, good morning, everyone. Uh, we yes. will be joining our, our podcast for today. Uh, this is my first time, actually. I will try to do my best to get things going. Uh, in the panel, I have Usamgeli Sumetango. Uh, I don't know, do you want to introduce yourself, Samke? Okay, my name is Samuel Suetango and I'm a PhD student at the University of Pretoria. Uh, do you mind telling us maybe briefly about your research uh, as we have Okay, so I'm working on a maize foliar disease. Um, my research is focusing on coming up with ways to, to be able to detect the pathogen before you can even see symptoms on the plant. Um, how to do that will be using machine learning techniques um, to, to be able to do that. So, yeah. Um, so if, 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 you, if you are able to detect the, plant, the, the pathogen before it shows symptoms of the plant, then we are able to implement control strategies and then um, to increase the yield of the, of the plants, thereby we are improving um, food security using um, technological um, um, applications such as machine learning. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it sounds interesting. Do you have anything to uh, 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 say, Tabo, about uh, what Usamke can Tabo? Collected the course already. 
we 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 watch it on something similar to to your research. So which means her, her research is very well aligned with our with, with our core with our core business that we that we are working on in Alosante. So anyway, the funny thing we didn't even discuss about her research before before we, we worked on the business, which is very 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 interesting. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm gonna start with my uh, first question. Uh, like, I didn't introduce myself, bro. Oh, really? Yo, my guy, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, I mean, it's like trying to sabotage me, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Trying to sabotage me, man. <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, man. Uh, my name is uh, Tabo. Tabo Momoti. I'm a trained quality surveyor and, uh, and, uh, and a farmer, particularly a hydroponic farmer, because what we do, basically, we try to change the narrative of, of, of farming, we're trying to make farming very, very cool by introducing cool things like technology and, and that makes e e agriculture a, a, a solid business case and also a, a, a field that young people can 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 see as a as an industry that you can partake in. That's what basically what we are doing. That's who I am, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the first time I saw your your farm. Yo, I was like, what's happening now? Because there was no soil, there was a recycling of water, of which these are the things uh -huh. uh, to, to sustain our environment. I was quite impressed. And again, we seem to be talking and associating land and farming. And whereas your, your, the way you, you do your, your farming, it breaks those rules. You know, yeah. you're not using yeah, yeah. yeah, of, of course, of course. Basically, we wanted to break the narrative that basically we, as, as, especially as us as black people or as Africans, as people who are marginalized, for us to be able to, to, to start competing with the farmer that has like 40 years experience, 100 years experience, we need to first colonize the nation. We need to colonize the country, take over, and then still learn. But, and then we learn agriculture. So all those things are already behind. And also like our government is like is failing us. So this cap of innovative innovation, we saw to it that, okay, it, it, for me, it, it aligns my... My 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 missions, uh, things, my interest, because I love uh, infrastructure, like engineering, making things up, and also I love technology, and also food securities, and also one of my core things, because uh, another thing I forgot to mention is that I also do research, and I'm doing research on green procurement, so sustainability in construction. So sustainability living is one of my core things. So. This uh, type of farming uh, helps me to achieve all those things. So that's that's what I make me to, to be more attractive to what I, to pursue hydroponics. Yeah. To explain hydroponics, basically, is farming without uh, 
without water. It helps you to, to grow your crops within six weeks because a traditional farmer grows his crops in three months. And with, and with this type of farming, we're able to grow crops within six weeks. This allows you to harvest every every month without really being uh, subjected to the laws of nature and also being subjected to to weather conditions and also climate change. And by doing that as well, we're also contributing well to the environment because you are using less water, you're using less space. So those are amongst the, the, the advantages of, of doing this type of farming. Yeah, I'll end it because of time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I see you are passionate. <laughs> you don't yeah, sure. Just get going. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, yeah. How about the hydroponics? Uh, Sorry? Do you know about hydroponics farming? Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. And I think it's a great initiative to try and bridge the gap that is between the farmers and um, like it also it, just help um, commercialize the, the, the crops. And I think it's good now more than now more than um, anything because of the climate change. We see how climate change affects how crops grow. And also because of the different um, plant diseases that you see out there as the climate changes. Um, for instance, the pathogen can get more virulent. So I think hydroponics is a very good initiative to try and just increase or improve on food security by um, by excluding, like by, by not being affected by climate change, basically. So it's like creating a favorable environment for crops to grow. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Tabum, how, how, how important is it for, 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 as a nation, for us to have like young farmers? Like, because of where, where we associate uh, farming in general, I'm speaking in general terms. We associate yeah. with uh, something for, for, for old people, something that's not cool. Yeah. But you guys, I saw you, I saw cool farming. I was like, I don't mind being a farmer, you know, because of exactly, the way you guys are doing it. It, it, it's, it's, it, it resonates with my, with my age and the, the, the things that I'm at. And also where I'm at, because of remember, uh, traditionally, you have to be based in rural areas or where they in order for you to. Of course, of course. You are bringing it in, in the urban areas. So, so why, why, why do you think it's important for young people to to to, to do uh, farming and especially for ideas such as hydroponics? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Thanks for that question, but it's a very, very important question because number one. I think we have to fire whoever is responsible for the PR, right? Whoever got the, the gig to do PR for, for agriculture needs to be fired. Um, so on this platform, basically, I'm here to, to make sure, push the agenda, that it. Farming is it's no longer something for all people. Um, and also since that, and then the funny thing is that in Africa, the the the, the age uh, 
the, the average age in Africa, where you have continent, the average age in Africa is 25 years old. And then the average farmer is 65 years old, which means we are dependent on someone who's 65 years old who's going to die one day. That's very, very dangerous. And also, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a point. That's a very good point. Yeah, well, it's, it's very dangerous. So we need young people to come on board. But however, I wouldn't really blame a, a, a young people. We ask people who are in the, the, we have the people who, who are in Acre already, and they have to like uh, make sure that we develop systems in place that makes makes agriculture something that can that can make you see it as a, as a career that is sustainable and also that is cool and also that is relevant and also I think. So yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the reason why one people need to come through and push and bring in the tech side of things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh there's a part that I want to cover. Uh but it's interesting. And I want to melody to bring in his own opinion because of he used to uh manage a farm. Uh but they got okay, no problem. Yeah, I think you will give us some insight in terms of the cost of, of running such, as well as you will also add uh, a table, but that we will look at that at a later stage. Um, so no getting, problem. Uh, my, 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 uh, uh, in terms of research, since you are in the academic uh, sphere, uh, do you perhaps know or can you see where the research is going when it comes to uh, uh, farming? Can I see what? Can you see where the research is going? Where, where like the data that is being collected in terms of predicting where are we going to when it comes to farming in a broader perspective? I don't know if I'm... Okay. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. In terms of my research, um, we are trying to move away from the traditional methods of detecting um, pathogens. For instance, now you need to know um, if your crop is sick, you need to um, isolate DNA or RNA from that plant. Then you need to use a molecular technique, maybe a PCR, to just check what your plant has to confirm that. Um, but now, in my, for my research, we are trying to keep all that manual labor sort of because it's very laborious and you need someone who who knows um, what they are doing like a trained specialist to do that so what we are trying to do is to try to implement um technological process the world is now um, moving to fourth IR. So what we are going to use is like a hyperspectral sensor. It's like a camera. So we will use that camera to look at the um, leaf surface. So what, what's going to happen is that it measures the reflectance patterns of the plant. So that, that reflectance tells us like information, what's happening in the plant. So if the plant is infected, the reflectance pattern changes. So now we are going to skip all that manual labor 
you look at the reflective pattern, then now you know there's something that's happening in there. So yeah, the, the research is changing from manual to more technological. Yeah, actually, uh, that's one of the main reasons of, of this podcast, because of what we are trying to um, enter into is to enter into this new dimension or this new world of automation, machine learning, and um, yeah, well, that is changing in terms of also trying to reach the goals of sustainability and stuff and 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 uh, agriculture is one of those. So Tabo, uh, why do you think as Africans are we are we we have the, the, the land and and everything, but why do we Yes. Uh, Parel, I didn't get the last part of your of your question. What? Okay, let me, let me say, do you think we are struggling as, as our agricultural sector? Is it struggling? Oh, oh, oh. No, it, it depends. If you're looking at the continent as a whole, yes, we are struggling. But if you look at South Africa, South Africa is amongst the best. When it comes to commercial, commercial farming-wise, South Africa, it's like right there. It, it, it's up, it's par with the rest of the world. But when oh. you look at this, for, so for the sake of this, for this, for the sake of this podcast, because this podcast is a pan-African podcast, so we're going to look at the at the continent as a whole. So at the, uh, at the continent of, uh, as a whole, most of the, I would say we're struggling because most of the farmers is actually small scale farmers and substantial, substantial farmers because most of, majority of the people are still rural based and also the, their type of, of farming is it's, it's, it's from hell to mouth, full to mouth, but they haven't really developed a, a business case in terms of, uh, commercializing it across the rest of, of Africa and also uh, adoption, adoption of technology is it's, it's, it's behind in terms of the rest of the continent. But however, the people that we need to really, really blame is the people that we appoint, the policymakers, because they're not really coming up with the right policies to take us forward. And also another issue is the adoption of the technology so that we can able to bring in young people into the field. So if we can digitize and also bring in proper policymakers, they're not going to sabotage us as, as the people. We're able to, to go forward. I think those are the, the main issues with the police because now, uh, especially in SA, the, the farmer that takes all the risk, he gets minimum compared to, to a retailer who just receives stock. So the price that the, the farmer charges a retailer it's way different than the price that a retailer charges a, a consumer or a buyer. So those are the, those dynamics that really needs more uh, changing. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, going to going to your PhD chose you. Now you didn't choose your PhD. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, okay, because of. My question, my follow-up question would have been, uh, what made you to 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 do to, to do the research that you are currently doing? 
Okay. So, so, so basically, for for my master's um, degree, I also worked with plants, and I enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed doing like plant pathology. So, being like a plant pathologist is like being a doctor for plants. So you see, um, you detect what's happening on the plant. If the plant is sick, what is making it sick? You try to come up with ways to control it. Um, it can be short-term ways, like really introducing a, a spray. If let's say your plant is affected by an insect, or you can look at long-term long-term um, control strategies, which are plant breeding, but then then that's done by other people. So I think what's more interesting that what I like more about being um, a, a researcher in agriculture is is the impact that I'll be able to make. Because if you are finding solutions to what's affecting the crops, it means that everyone will have access to to food. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just to add, one, to one, add. Uh, yeah, and one, one to add on what somebody was saying is that basically recession doesn't only just uh solve the issues of food security, but we are we are leveling the, the playing field. Because the, the big farm and the small farm are able to have the same access to the to information because of technology and also your research. You're also bridging the gap and leveling the playing field, which is very, very excellent. Yeah, that's true. Well, Tawazani, you are muted. I think he's talking, but he's muted. Oh, hey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Johannes, I was, uh, thank you for, for showing up. Uh, and then we are going to take a short break. Uh, how, how many minutes should we take? Uh, two minutes, of course. Two minutes? Yeah, yeah. someday as a bit here. Okay, okay, fine. Shamsha. <laughs> Yeah, moguls, moguls, moguls. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, the conversation part two is coming up right now. Thank you. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, Tabo and Samgelisi, where we are continuing with the podcast, and then Tabo, um, yes, sir. Now let's come to, 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 to the money part. Ne? Of course. Uh, one disadvantage from, from the look of things is the capital to start. Because I remember I had a conversation with your partner and then he was like, you spent, yo, I, there was so much money that you spent, something like 150,000 for those uh, pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, and yeah. with end, you don't pay anything. So you see, uh, uh, so it means there are pros and cons for, for, for both. With land, if, if I have land, I don't need any money. The only money I will need is money to buy seeds and plant. But with hydroponics, of course. I know long-term it's a good investment, but then yeah. Because of the majority of black people, they are disadvantaged, especially the young ones. 
which creative ways can you maybe give uh, to those who might want to be in the space of hydroponics, but they do not have the resources. And even the greenhouse that you, you guys have, um, it's expensive to build a greenhouse. It's something like 300,000. Where do we get the money, Tom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think the, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to, as, as much as you can say the best thing that you can do for yourself is start, but it's kind of like hypocrite when you should write So I'll say the best way to start is basically finding people that are already uh, doing these things. Also, find an occupation because now there's a lot of innovation about occupation, our innovation that are adopting, especially the tech side. Because the funny thing about hydroponics, the traditional farming industry, as it's like it's difficult to tap in if you have near root department of agriculture, what, 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 what. Oh. So those, those guys, they are traditional in terms of you raising capital. They're not going to see the vision because already when I'm on a template, I'm a follower, how they find things, you understand? So I think the best way is to follow this incubation where tech innovation and innovation. Go through that route in terms of raising capital. Those, that routing, that I think is the one that is... Uh, better in, in terms of raising capital. But if you want to start with your own like funds, you can start with a small like uh, hydro, you don't have to go like big like us. Uh, start with a small kitchen thing that you can plant at my hands in your, in your kitchen. Small yard at 25 crops and see what this thing really grows. That's your group of concept because it's easy to find to, to re, look to look for capital while we have proof of concept. So we can use that small hydroponic system as a proof of concept. Look what I've done. I've got a system that grows 25 plants. Imagine if you can give me money and I can grow 6,000 or a ton of, of plants. So don't, don't be caught up in the final, in the bigger schemes of things. Start small. If you have the capital, start like with a small growing medium, and then grow from there. Or join up my incubation. There's like places like Innovation Hub. Don't go, if you want to go the hydroponic route, don't go the traditional route of farming. Go, because now they are popping up these uh, incubations or our, 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 our technology. So you, those are, I think, they are more uh, excited with, with the hydroponics than, than traditional financiers with farming. Oh, okay. Uh, you, 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 you are touching on, on a lot of important points. Um, and then let me, let me pass to you, uh, 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 Samke. And then in terms of, um, so, so we, we, we Okay, let's say let's say I want to do agricultural technology. I'm interested in, in that field to make the two. Like for instance, on my side, my 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 economics, it's 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 economics, politics, and philosophy. So it's multidimensional. So let's say 
uh, I want to do agriculture. At the same time, I'm interested in technology. How, how can I integrate the two in, in terms of studies? Which field can you consider for me if I were, I'm a student and I'm listening to the podcast or not even a student because of this nowadays, they are, they are, you don't have to be in school like to, to, to gain information or the knowledge. Uh, but do, 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 do you maybe perhaps have something that you might have in mind, Sanke, in terms of the field that fuses both agriculture and technology? Okay, um, I, I don't think there's like a specific specific field, but it depends on your on your project. So what you need to pay attention to is for your research project, you look at the techniques that you're gonna use. Um, what techniques are, are you gonna use? Are they technological based? Are they gonna offer the opportunity to expose you to um, to using technological methods? So it's, it's just you looking at your project and deciding on which techniques you're gonna use. Oh, okay. Tabo, do, 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 do. same question to you. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, Osamgay is very spot on because now I'm uh, without giving trash, throwing shade at, at universities, but <laughs> South African universities are not really catching up. I think maybe they are starting to catch up, but they're not really catching up with the ideal with the ideal environment we're finding ourselves in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. now in today's uh world we're always at the at, at the intersection. So there's no field that is just gonna be standing alone. So I believe that if you study let's say if you study agriculture, we can't just be a farmer that knows not at least there must be some element of technology and business. So I think there has to be an intersectionality in whatever field you're doing. If you're doing engineering, you must, must have some element of social studies as well, so that you can be an engineer that understands people. So that, because what's the point of solving problems if you don't know the people that you're solving the problem to? You can't able to, to engage and also get the problem that you're facing so that you can come up with a solution. So I think the educational system here too must be structured in a way where it's all issues of intersectionality where we are able to, we are exposed to be, we humanities are exposed to be, we computer science are exposed in whatever field, the philosophy and economics and, 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 and finance, in whatever field that we're studying. I think that's where the, the universities can help come into place. But as an individual, I think just there's like programs about UDM online where you can just yeah, do yeah. some basic, yeah, but all you day you can just uh, do like about these courses so, and then go to Google, learn about digital skills, and then all you day we learn farming, go to Google, uh, to Google to learn about um, uh, tech skills or digital skills, and then, and then maybe you read books on philosophy because it, it, it helps you how to think and how how to bear things in general, yeah, without me saying too much. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and, and also, can I just add something, which is, um, yes. I think that that's a challenge. It's like the, the, the lack of resources. 
So yeah, for instance, the type of equipment that you require for like the technological, uh, more technological based um, methods, they are very expensive. Um, for, ex for example, the, 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 the camera that I need to use for my research, very expensive. It's not even here in the country yet. So you know if you're able to, the, the camera that I'll be using for my um, research, Microscope. it's very expensive. No, it's a, it's a hyperspectral sensor. So that's the one that I'll be using to detect um, the presence of a disease in the plant by measuring the reflectance of the leaf. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's very expensive and it's not everyone who can afford it. So I think like the lack of resources is a huge major um, challenge for everyone, even for the farmers, like most of the farmers are small scale farmers. Most of them, they can't even afford a drone for instance. So oh. yeah, it's a major, major problem. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, speaking of drones, uh, can we close our session around drones and then, uh, Tabo, please don't forget uh, to share your link uh, uh, via your all your social media platforms. Some also if you wanna be followed and liked and <laughs> please share your, your your social media links. And then I will also share mine. Uh, so yeah, speaking of drones, um, yo, we did a workshop. <laughs> yeah, ne, life. We did a workshop in 2019 based on uh, drones. And then, so I have this mm -hmm. friend, William, William, William. Remember our first meeting, William was part of the first initial meeting. Samke, Tabo, do you remember that meeting? Yeah, yeah, I recall, yeah. Ah, okay. Samke? I do, I remember. Yeah, so we did a workshop together and then, hey, what? Uh, okay, in terms of, he, he, he made me to, he expanded my mind in terms of what drones can actually do. So can you explain what contribution do drones uh, 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 do in, 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 in farming. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, if I let me just jump all over because I don't have yeah. like a much exposure when it comes to drones, but little that I know is that about the opportunities that drones can actually provide. While in terms of like, uh, if, especially if you have like a big scale farmer, that is that is like, uh, like a lot of hectares in your farm. So with your drone, they're able to, for example, if you do crop farm, you are able to measure your your fields from, from above. Okay. It helps you with the planning and stuff. You're able to put in a camera and, and record and do, and do other things. And also another thing that could be a break, breaking point in terms of if you are a livestock farmer, in terms of tracing your store, your 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 your, your, your kettles and, and stuff like that, it's easier to trace them from above. Because you come up at Yabanera, but they very they can be very, very naughty, these animals, as much as you like them and they're still delicious. On, still on that point, Netabo. Uh yeah. this this is a personal question for me to show. Sure. Uh yeah. yeah. I don't know how to start because of I don't want to pre-assume in in terms of uh, yeah. just like Samke, the pH 
He told some cannot the other way around. So with you, yeah. agriculture is broad. So we have cattle and then we have crops. Did crops yeah. choose you or you chose the crops? Uh, no, that's a very philosophical question. But I think, <laughs> I, I think both. I think both because number one, in terms of uh, I was born in, in a rural, uh, rural home. Okay, I was born in Manfre, Eastern Cape, oh. which is very, it's a rural, it's a rural town. So oh. we do, I, I used to have catches, uh, help when it, when it was time to plant in season. Uh, I used to help because we used to plant a lot of uh, maize. And also my uncle is a, is a farmer. He, he farms like, um, if farms cattle, so he's in the dairy production. So those that I was exposed to that, I was it chose me in that regard because I didn't choose to be born in, in that type of family. And then I chose I didn't really care much about it. Then it chose me. I chose it later on in life when I saw what Hunter was doing my previous part. Like I was like, oh wow, I like what you do. Because me, I was more all engineering and stuff like that. All these, all the crap. So, it, I, I later on chose it when I saw what Hotel was doing with the plants, and then I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. Okay, last question before, now for, for, for you again. So, yeah, quantitative yeah. and agriculture, which is which? Which, which? which comes, which fills your heart more? <laughs> The quality surveying agriculture fills my 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 my, my heart because I feel at peace when I'm at the farm with plants. Plants save me more than I save them. I'm at peace. I'm, I I meditate because I'm a person that's that you I, now I think I kind of cured it, but, but I'm a person that struggle with uh anxiety. You know? A lot oh. I, I had issues with yeah, I had issues with anxiety. So he, he, he construction and engineering can be very strenuous because it comes with a lot of pressure, I've got a lot of deadlines. And you can't take someone's money that you're not even like part of. It's big, it's nice, but the contribution that you are doing, it, it, I ball, you know what's gonna tell you I do I like what you're doing, bro. I, am, I, I like how you calculated those breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no one cares, bro. <laughs> so the scale of it, even if when you're done, like, let's say, like, for example, I worked at the Houtrain station. When I go to Houtrain, people don't care that I was part of that thing. They don't care. Even if I tell them, they don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There's, uh, there's no impact. My contribution is very minimal. But with farming, I feel like it fits me. More than that, I, I can say that I'm contributing into, into the fold. It, it fits me as a person as well. Like in terms of uh, anxiety, it shows that because when I'm closer to the plants, they do some crazy things. I feel some sense of euphoria. I feel like I feel at ease. I feel as if nothing will retirement, bro. Like it, it, it's it, it's a privilege. Yeah. So yeah. That's what yeah. I that, that's profound. Uh, yeah, that's very profound. 
Um, I think that's where we're gonna end. And then some uh your end remarks for today's podcast. Uh, my end remarks, no, as Osaba was talking, when he was talking about um, being exposed at uh, where, where he grew up at Eastern Cape, I think that's very important if you are trying to get into the space of agriculture or research or anything, just make sure that you expose yourself to that, because then if you are exposed to any opportunity that you would like yourself to be in, I think it's a very great thing to do for yourself as a student or, or anything. So just expose yourself to the right people, to the right environment, to the right courses. If you have to learn anything new, then yeah, go for it. Okay, can you please give us your handles if you, if, if you are free to do that? I don't know. I, 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 like on my social media accounts, I'm not even sharing anything like that oh, um, research related for now. Oh, so, but if you can search me on LinkedIn, um, Samgilsiwe Tango. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, Tabo left. Uh, okay, so uh, thank you for, for, for attending. And then I'm just proud of us being young, black, and and doing such. So yeah, may 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 God uh, bless uh, you in all your endeavors, and then may you also be great in whatever you are pursuing. And then uh, same as Utabo, it, 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 it's it's the same, and same as me as well. So okay, from my side. Okay, I'm I'm only gonna give as a, as a, not the private ones, but uh, business one, uh, business related social media links. Uh, under Facebook, it's my academic solutions 4.0, uh, and then Twitter, it's my as 4.0. Uh, Insta, uh, I think it's academic solutions, uh, and then. YouTube, it's my academic solutions uh, 4.0, which we have subscribed uh, to. So yeah, thanks to Tabo, thanks to our ghost who never said anything. And then <laughs> and then see you, see you, and then enjoy your Saturday and Sunday. And then yeah, have a great time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, bye, bye. This episode was brought to you by TM Food Biz Podcast in association with Academic Solution and Nature Cross. Please subscribe and share.